Welcome everyone to the Inspired Jewish Woman podcast, a place to come together to meet other passionate Jewish women from around the globe. We here value unity and we come together from different backgrounds, places and stages in life. We focus on what unites us being a Jewish woman. We believe that every woman has a beautiful and unique light to shine to our community and to the world. In these podcast interviews, we find the light in others, and we learn from everyone. These are the topics that matter most to you and empower you to be the inspired Jewish woman that you want to be. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, everybody. It's Eve Levy, and I'm back with another exciting episode of our Inspired Jewish Woman weekly podcast. And today I have such an incredibly dear friend, Sarah Rosenberg-Brown. Hi, Sarah. How you doing? Hi, Eve. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. This was all just an excuse to spend some time with you, honestly. <laughs> I love, love, love spending time with you. Whenever we spend time together, I walk away a better person. So I'm just happy to bring you to my community of women. I am thrilled to be here. And Eve, I feel the exact same way. And time with Eve all to myself. What a treat. <laughs> so just for all of you um, that are meeting my friend Sarah for the first time, let's see, I met Sarah probably, I don't know, five, six years ago here in Portland. Sarah applied for a Momentum slash JWRP trip to Israel. And we went together. I took Sarah along and that was just the beginning of a long life friendship because it's not ending anytime soon. <laughs> you can't get rid of me, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You can't get rid of me, Eve, <laughs> no matter where you go across this globe. <laughs> yes, that's very true. Very, very true. It's a little bittersweet that I'm going to be moving away from Portland in the next couple of months. But I, I know from, from my experiences that the friendships that are so meaningful to you will always be with you wherever mm -hmm. you go. So we're not going to say goodbye. <laughs> but Sarah is originally from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and she made Oregon her home 26 years ago. She has a very busy life as a business owner, a parent, a partner, a community volunteer, and she strives to make a positive impact in the world every day. In the fall of 2019, she ended a 10-year run at a nonprofit to set out on a path of self-discovery and find balance and harmony in her life. She sought ways to stay true to herself and to her core values, while also having a successful career. Out of this journey emerged Sarah's positive impact business. <laughs> Sarah Rosenberg Brown coaching and consulting. Woohoo! As a long life learner, Sarah draws on her varied experiences to bring dynamic approach and unique perspectives to her work as a coach, consultant, speaker, and community leader. So these days, pandemic or no pandemic, you could find Sarah with her family, working on her business, taking care of her two rescue mutts, gardening, painting, making bread, sewing, you name it. So welcome, Sarah, to our podcast. Well, let's jump in. The topic of today is the value of values, which is something that I have learned so much from you and from your work. You know, we, as Jewish women, we put so much emphasis on our values, our value system, right? What are our values? 
So let's jump right in, because I know you've done extensive work in this topic. Let's start with a definition. Sure. So there are a number of different levels of values. We can understand levels of depth in Judaism, certainly. So we have community values. We have inspirational values. Really, my work is within the core values. And the core values are what represent your authentic self. Values are guiding principles that become the inner compass as we navigate our lives. Hmm. It's not a strength. It's not a skill. It's not an ability. But it's really the lens from which we make decisions and the way that we move forward in our lives. Wow. What I'm hearing is that it's the defining factor of living a conscious life, right? Like you're not just moving through life and not knowing what you're doing, but you're in the front seat of your life, like moving through what's important to you. Yes. And often we have our values. And if we take a little bit of time, we can very quickly identify our values. They're not something that you have to search hard or work or think about. They're really who you are and what's in your heart. The challenge becomes when we live a life that isn't aligned with our values, or we take actions that aren't aligned with our values, or when we're clear about our values and they butt up against other people's values, but we haven't had that conversation to say, hey, this is what I'm valuing here. Mm. And the other person says, well, this is what I'm valuing here. And hopefully you can find a way through communication to reconcile that and to move forward together. But often we're over here in, in you know, existing in our own spaces and we haven't had that communication. Mm. I'll tell you a, a funny story, funny now. <laughs> <laughs> One year, a couple of years ago, um, long before I started this work in core values, December 31st, January 1st is often a time in my family, the U.S. New Year, the <laughs> other New Year, where we would talk about our goals and our aspirations, what went well over the past year, maybe what we'd like to change for the coming year. And we have a little notebook and we write those down and some of them we share and some of them we don't, you know, it's okay. Well, what I noticed a, a couple of weeks into January was I was busily running around the house, cleaning and organizing, trying to keep my space the way that I thought I wanted it, you know, sweeping up after the dogs, the kid, everything, right? And I look over and I see my husband more often than not sitting at his phone, reading, relaxing, hanging out. Well, I'm sure you can imagine I had a few feelings about all of that. And I won't go into details, but we had a spirited discussion. But what came out of that discussion really, I believe, set me on this path. He told me that in that time when we were writing down what we wanted for the year, he really wanted to take more time to read, to listen to music, to be calm and quiet and not be racing around because our lives are filled with that. I was astounded to learn that because on my sheet, I had written cleaning more, organize more, doing this, doing that. And I saw how our core values or our aspirational values really came in conflict with each other without that communication. But you know what? After that conversation, 
I saw the value in what he had done for himself. And I adopted some of those behaviors myself. So now when we see each other hanging out, doing nothing, we actually acknowledge that. We ask each other, can I get you a cup of coffee? Do you need a refill on your tea or whatever it is? And we let each other have that space because we know it's so important and a way to regenerate our energy to be able to give to each other and our family. Wow, that's very powerful because we could do that in every relationship at the workforce, with our children, with our partner, our spouse. It's like an opportunity to go out of yourself and to practice empathy, right? It really is this beautiful opportunity for empathy, for opening your heart to what someone else is, right? Just because you're this way and that's your goal does not mean that is the way. That is your way right now. I think a lot of women listening to this could really relate. Very often we go into judgment mode on the people in our lives. Probably the people that we love the most, we judge the most. Yeah. So it really, as you said, it opens the door to empathy. So instead of standing in a place of judgment, I can now stand in a place of curiosity. Well, okay. I don't understand why they're doing that, saying that, thinking that, being that way. I don't even like it, but let me be curious about what's behind that. And astounding things come from curiosity, certainly rather than judgment. There was a time in my life that I left a job. It was a position that I held. And I remember being in the space where I didn't feel that my values aligned with the values of the place that I was working in. And I remember like saying, I need to leave. Like it's in my integrity to get up, to to move on, because that is not my value system. So I could see how we could practice empathy. We can make space, but there's also standing in your truth and standing in who you are. And sometimes we can't really work together because our values are what define us. And I'm sure it gets complicated in many relationships in our parenting and being a person out there in the world that we meet people that their values don't resonate with us. How do we work through that? Such a great question, Eve. And you read a little bit of my bio, which points to me leaving a job. I'll tell that story a little bit to help answer that question, I think. Um, For me, the job that I was at wasn't just a job. I'm a lifetime member of this organization. And my great-grandmother, my grandmother, my aunt were all involved in this organization. So I felt an incredible sense of loyalty and duty to continue in this job. But actually, as I worked with a coach that I got as a nonprofit leader, I got a pro bono coaching session, uh, which ended up helping me leave my job. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) My uh, boss knows that, but that's what happened. Um, She really helped me identify for myself, my values, the actions that I wanted to take to realign my life with my values, with my goals, and really with my true self. And what I saw was my time there was complete. I wasn't leaving upset. I wasn't leaving in a huff. I chose to leave in a powerful way. I gave many, many weeks of notice. I wrapped up all the projects. I organized all my files. And even more than that, I didn't pass on the job, but the the person who took my position was someone that I had worked with and mentored for many years. So I knew through 
working with my coach and asking questions of myself that it was time. And it wasn't that what they were doing wasn't good and didn't serve a purpose. It just wasn't my purpose anymore. It is okay for us to say, I'm done with that. And now I need to move on to something else. As we grow and change, we aren't the same people we were yesterday. We certainly aren't the same people we were 10 years ago or before we were married or before we uh, had children, all of those things. And it's so We honor our authentic and true self of who we are now. And you know what? I hope I'm not the same person I am in 10 years. You know, I'm going to have learned and grown and gained wisdom over the next 10 years. Wow. I find it very telling, the question of what are your values? Who are you? Right? Just bringing it back to like a very core like internality, like what makes you tick? What are you all about? Yesterday, I was having a conversation with one of my children's principals and Mm -hmm. he asked me the same question. He said, what core values are you trying to pass on to this child? And it's just this question that makes you stop and think and reevaluate and maybe take stock because sometimes maybe we're veering off of what is the most important thing for us. Like, what is it? What are we doing this? Why are we sending our kid to the school? What do we want to get out of this? So it's just like taking a step back, taking pause, being very, very present in the moment. And also, as you said, realizing that you're not the same person that you were a couple of years ago, even yesterday, right? We're always changing. So this is an important conversation to think about. I want to shift a little bit into the work that you're doing, as I have been so lucky not only to have you as a friend, but also to have you as a coach. And our time that we've spent together was so impactful. I felt like I grew three inches just in our hour and a half session. It's a tremendous gift what you give to your clients by helping them find their truth their Mm -hmm. answers. Like it's all within us. We just need to have someone maybe to, to ask the right questions or to help like, look, look over there. And you're like, wow. So tell me how you use this powerful tool of values of examining values to help people move forward in their lives. Eve, thank you so much. What you just said is the best review anyone could ever get. It's true. Well, I actually credit you with opening a door for me that has led me on this path through our travels, through your incredible retreats that you've put together and through your belief in me when I wasn't always able to see what you saw. Mm. In fact, even inviting me on this podcast, I think you invited me first like nine months ago. (laughs) And I thought, I don't have anything to offer. What could I offer? But you kept asking and you are the type of person, you're the person in my life when you ask something or say something, I know it's the truth. Mm -hmm. So in, in essence, you have been coaching me for a number of years. You just didn't know it. And through opening that door for me, through all these different experiences and these opportunities to to explore what was important to me, I have become a coach. And I feel in every coaching session that I am truly fulfilling my life's purpose. I don't have the answers. And that is not the purpose of the coach. As you said, the purpose of the coach is to open a door and to create and hold a safe space and really coming to it with the attitude that the person you're working with is whole and complete. And they're resourceful, 
they have all the tools that they need. Um, they lead the way. As a coach, I might give some options, some choices, but it's really up to my client to choose which way they want to go. And it's incredible to watch what happens when someone is just given a few minutes to choose where they want to go, what happens. Amazing things, unexpected things, great things come out of that. And so together we create this experience, this relationship. As important as any of that, I, as a coach, am committed to being a lifelong learner, to grow and to offer my best self always. It doesn't mean I offer the answer or the suggestion or that type of thing. That's not my role. I do that as a big sister and as a mom and all of that. But as a coach, that's not what I do. And people come up with the solutions to their own problems. They come up with ways to move forward with things that they've been stuck with for years or, you know, stuck around for years. And I'm so inspired by your background. It's just like full of light and joy. Even more exciting, people create things It's it's that they never thought was possible and they start making them happen. They have action around them. And I mean, I am a product of coaching. Absolutely. <laughs> I worked with a coach. I worked with a coach to, you know, to figure out what I wanted to do next. I continue to work with a coach um, myself to continue to grow and learn and, and uh, come up with what's next for me. When we spent some time together, we went through some very basic, I think probably 10 or 12 areas of life and yeah. we rated them. Like, how are we doing over here? How are we doing um, with our family, our, our wealth, our career, our environment, our romance, social life, spirituality? I'm just reading off some of my notes yeah. over here, growth and yeah. learning, right? Enjoyment. And it was very interesting for you to kind of give space to where we wanted to go, like which ones were the four fives and which ones were the eight nines, like that's doing great, which was also, I, I can't even describe the feeling of joy and relief I felt after a session with you. I, I think I walked in with the world on my shoulders. <laughs> that's what it yeah. felt like to me. <laughs> and coming out an hour and a half later, feeling like, you know what, I could do this. I am doing it. I could go further right? These are the areas. It's not so overwhelming. I don't need to take them all on at once. I just need to go one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, slow and steady wins the race. So much is happening already. And I could push myself a little further. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because you're extremely gifted at what you do, but the gift of making space for someone else. There were times in our session that you said, would you like some more to discuss this or to go further into this and having that yes no I'm okay with that let's move forward being like so in charge so in control of where you want to go steering your life in a way when in reality there's so much that is out of control in our lives right there's just so little that we are in control of so I felt that for this hour and a half I was holding the reins and I was guiding this session. Sometimes we're like rock bottom and like we could hang out over there or we could just go up and out and onward. And that's how I felt. After our time together, I felt strengthened and I just felt a lot of energy to move forward. Lovely, Eve. You're taking words out of my mouth here. 
so much of what you experienced is exactly what coaching is all about. I feel that I've been called to this and that I have some unique skills and wisdom to bring to this, uh, but it, it's a philosophy and it's a process. A couple of things that you mentioned that I really wanted to reiterate, you felt so much gratitude and just seeing where things are working for you. I don't know what it is about the human mind. I'm sure there is science around why we tend to focus on the negative and why we'll play that negative conversation, or I should have said this, or I shouldn't have done that over and over. And that's a moment in our lives. And we don't give all the things that are working well, the, the airtime that they really need. And so, yes, it's an opportunity to identify not only where things are going not as great as you would want, mm -hmm. and that you get to come up with actions, ideas, thoughts, whatever it may be to move yourself forward in that. And I don't mean doing more. That's not what this is about, but feeling more satisfied in an area of your life, feeling more fulfilled, more gratitude and more joy. But then it's also this opportunity to really look and say, hey, that area of my life is actually working really well. I'm killing it. This is awesome. Right. Something else you said that I personally had the opportunity to work with and get curious about is this idea of just moving forward. And I've said to myself, let's get inspired versus perfect. And I don't know if that resonates with you. It may resonate with someone who's listening to this, but I have been held in stasis at times or unwilling to move forward until it's Perfect. And what does perfect even mean? So what I found is through the process of coaching, that even just taking the first step on the path, you break out of that perfection shell that you've put yourself into, and you begin to move toward freedom and joy and, and whatever else it is and curiosity. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We try things. You might along your road, along your path, you might pick up a rock and look under it and say, oh, no, thank you. Put the rock back down or you go along and then you pick up a rock and you find a beautiful flower that's just for you and you decide to move forward that way. It's such an amazing experience to be able to be in this place of moving forward without being fettered by, it has to be perfect. I have to be in control. I have to know what's coming next. I literally, as I sit at my desk and coach, I look at a beautiful watercolor painting of a forest with a path and I, get, I can't see the end of the path and I can't see what's around the path. To remind me, you know, we're here on this path and we have to put some trust that when we take a first step, that it will lead us to where we need to be going. Wow. Perfect is the enemy of good, right? Like perfect, <laughs> it holds us back, right? We won't yeah. do anything. There is this paralyzing fear that if I can't do it perfectly, I can't do it. And where would we be? <laughs> we definitely wouldn't be recording this right now. <laughs> you remember as we got on, I said, are you ready? Are you excited? I'm like, let's do it. Let's record. And you even said to me something like, I don't know if it's going to be perfect, but I'm like, what's perfect? <laughs> There's nothing right. perfect except for God. God is perfect. He's whole, he's complete. We're works in progress, right? And we should, we should be working and working until 120. So um, there's so much to say, so much to share. 
one of my big shifts, I think, from my time working with you was going from a mindset of overwhelm, because when I came on and I'm looking at my notes now and I'm seeing so many changes I want to do. I want to get rid of stuff. I want to disconnect from my phone. I want to start packing my house and preparing for Passover. I'm overwhelmed just reading my notes. And you took me from a place of being so busy and so overwhelmed to being full. I am whole. I could do this. It's a very small shift. And as you said, it's like, take one step. Well, that first step, it's a shift in our minds that we can. There's a Hebrew expression, Ain li koach. I have no energy. Okay. And you hear Jewish mothers this time of year, especially saying that a lot. Ain li koach. Ain li koach. I have no strength. Take that three words and change that first letter to a, a tough. It says, Tain li koach. Give me strength. Mm. One little letter changes everything. We have so much on our plates and we have a lot. Okay. Jewish women, we are professional jugglers. <laughs> we have so much going on and, and we feel depleted at times. We feel as if our cup is half full, yeah. but we know that we can't give from that place. So we need to make that shift in our minds, in our intentions, maybe in our, in our spirituality, like take that pain and turn it into a prayer. I have no strength. So God my higher power, give me strength. It's a small shift. And that's the work that you do. You make that shift happen for people, right? Taking them from where they're at and saying, you got this, you got this. So yeah. Sarah, tell us how we could find you, how we could learn more. Well, I have a website, which is sarahrosenberg.com. And you can learn more there. It might eventually link uh, you to this podcast one day. It will link you to a self-discovery form that you can fill out and then uh, perhaps schedule an appointment if you'd like to begin with a discovery session, which is the first step in a coaching relationship, a coaching program. And you can also learn more about uh, the consulting work that I do, the public speaking. You can see a video that I did um, on values, the value of um, change, actually, which I put together with the Peak Fleet, which is a company that I've consulted with um, during the pandemic, during 2020. Um, and, you know, you can, you can contact me that way. Um, yeah. Okay, that's, that's amazing. I yeah. want to, I, I just want to talk for a minute. If I could go into the life coaching seat for just one minute. Sure. <laughs> and coach you. <laughs> I know that there are great things that Sarah Rosenberg Brown has still has inside of her that she has yet to give the world. And um, just hearing your dreams and, and making space for them. I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited for <laughs> the women in our community and beyond to get something very special from you in the coming months and years. Will you tell us a little bit about your dream and what you'd like to manifest in this world? Yes, Eve, thank you. Thank you again for opening the door. So I have had a little seed in my mind about a big dream. And you know, seeds, Eve knows I love analogies. Seeds represent potential growth generations of growth and lifetime, but on their own, 
in the dark, untended to, they're waiting. And I have had a seed that has begun the process of coming to life, of being nurtured, of actually having light shined on it. And I can't tell you why I didn't want to voice the dream or didn't think it was possible. It, it just wasn't the right time. And so what I, my big dream is to work with a combination of Jewish women. You know, I live on the east side of Portland where there's many, many Jewish women, but we don't have a lot of places to come and meet each other and whatever it is, but I know they're out there. And so some of those Jewish women, whether it's in the east side of Portland or wherever it is in the world, know that they're Jewish, they have a Jewish spirit, um, they, they live their lives with the Jewish values, but they don't feel connected to Judaism. And often they seek other places to be fulfilled spiritually. Then we also have Jewish women who are very much living the life of Torah and in a Jewish community, but they're disconnected from nature. And my dream is to bring these groups of women together in nature to explore how Judaism is so inherently connected to nature and the cycles of nature, the cycles of our calendar, our holidays, our rituals, our values, our food are all based in nature with the hopes that the people who feel disconnected from Judaism come back to it through their love of nature. And those who are very connected to Judaism see how they are interconnected to this bigger world and to our natural world. And ideally, these women would find soul sisters within each other, lifelong friends like you and I have, and move forward in their lives and go forward and make the impact that they wanna make and do much of the same work that you're doing. The work that you and I got to do together has changed and impacted my family, my community for the better in ways that I don't know that any of us will actually ever know. And so that's my dream. You know, it might start with a hike and a talk about Tubishvat. I don't know what it's going to start with, but the seed has been planted. It's been watered and it's beginning to take root. And I'm very excited about that. Wow. I am so proud of you. And I told you, I will fly back <laughs> to Portland <laughs> to come to your first big event because I just am a cheerleader. And I know that this is so needed right now. And when, when we spoke about it and you were even scared to like voice your dream and you said, like, do you think women need this, want this? Like, do you think this would talk to like women in the religious world? I was jumping out of my seat and I was driving in my car when we spoke, <laughs> but I said, yes, we need this so badly. And when you have this dream inside of you, you need to bring it out into the world. So I know that I'm preaching to the choir when I talk to you, but I just want to hold your hands and walk with you as you you know, make these, make these incredible things happen for, for Jewish women around the world. I'm so proud of you. Oh, Eve, thank you. Thank you. We have much work to do together, my dear. Mutual love and respect, as I'm sure everyone could feel. And I think that is the foundation for any relationship, any friendship, anything real. It has to start with a lot of respect and making space 
and being curious. And as we said, you know, even if, if people are a little different and people might have different values, it's, it's practicing empathy and all of that stuff. So that's what we practice in, you know, just you and I together. And, and it's amazing what happens when we do that and put that to action. So true, Eve. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. So, so fun. inspiring to be here with you today. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so, so much. And I, I look forward to seeing where things take off from here on. Absolutely. I will put your um, details, your website, all of that in the comments and the show notes. And I really, I encourage our listeners to seek you out because you have a, a real gift to give the world. Thank you, Eve. Thank you, Sarah. Have a great day. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. We value that you are a part of our community. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes and to learn more about the work that we do at Inspired Jewish Women, please check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website at www.inspiredjewishwomen.com. Notice that we use the word woman and not woman in plural because Jewish women are most powerful when we bond together and we together can create amazing positive changes in the world. Bye for now. Hope to see you again soon so we could continue this conversation.